0: Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice for police personnel who go the extra mile, for academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners on YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Suzanne Nicole from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science in the form of snippets. Police Science Doctor is a website I put together just to bring some research findings in the in the areas of forensic psychology, evidence based policing, investigative psychology, criminology, crime analysis, all that good stuff to the actual practitioners who are doing the work, because we don't have a conduit a default conduit of information from the research findings to the practitioner to the front line that's what i'm trying to do with police science doctor and the snippets are my weekly way of doing that i go through a lot of research papers that have been published most of them very recently and i'll see if that i'm I'm checking to see if there's anything that i could extract that's very tangible very practical and useful to you guys and if so i present it here in my weekly round of the Police Science Snippets. There's three such snippets every week. I email them to everyone straight into the inbox with a link to the original research. If you are on the free Police Science Doctor email list, which you can join and leave anytime, simply Google Police Science, go to Police Science Doctor and enter your details into the form at the bottom of the page or that pops up and um, you'll be on the list. And you'll also get access to the read page on Police Science Doctor that gives you the library of all the previously published snippets, three of them every week. And we're now on the number 162, so there's quite a few. Um, So the snippets for this week are, the first one is violent discipline. A four-day training product delivered to parents resulted in those parents applying less violent discipline and holding more critical attitudes about such measures after the intervention. Participants were able to integrate core aspects of uh, aspects of the intervention in their daily interactions with children. So the article recommends that this should be um, delivered to parents, but also to teachers in schools. I think this work was done in Tanzania. In the UK here, we don't have any um, violence in in schools from the teachers. Um, that is not sanctioned. I don't know. I can't comment on Tanzania. I don't know. Um, but it was uh, recommended to continue administering it to parents because it seems to be working, and to children, um, sorry, to teachers and schools as well. The second research here is about data sharing amongst agencies. This was done here in the UK. Interviews with UK, UK police officers found that the main barriers to shared police to, to shared police data or sharing police data I guess included a lack of clarity around data governance as in who has it who owns it and what is appropriate to share. It was felt that sharing should be the default position and with support these barriers could be removed. Data sharing between agencies would require high level support and unambiguous guidelines as to what data can be shared with whom and in what format. Um, so actually all the re- all the articles this week happen to be open access, which means that if you click on the link that's in the email, you'll be able to read the entire article. That's not always the case. It's got nothing to do with with me. I can't influence that. I'm afraid it's down to the publisher that is publishing that article. So so all three articles this week, you can actually fully access and fully read. And the third snippet for this week is about trauma and firearms officers. In the UK, authorized firearms officers, AFOs, may be subject to a post incident investigation when a weapon is discharged. The investigation may feel unjust and lead to post-traumatic embitterment disorder, PTED. First time I heard of that. Results showed 15% of participants displayed clinically relevant levels of PTED. Having a possible PTSD, so there's a post-traumatic stress disorder, and or depression diagnosis, or feeling as though the post-incident procedure and subsequent treatment were more problematic than the incident itself, as well as a lack of disbelief in personal distributive justice, increase the risk of the person developing or experiencing pted and ptd was also predicted now ptd having pted predicted increased feelings of anger so um, i've seen this kind of research before that confirms which which i was only aware of i became only aware of i think three years ago when i did my mental health and policing conference which you can access when you click on watch Oh, sorry, when you click on events on the website, click on the events link, uh, mental health and policing, we had a speaker there from Australia. And um, she presented some interesting research. And she stated that actually a lot of the you know, we all think that police officers um, are under such trauma, and stress because of the operational situations they're in and the situations they deal with and the people they deal with. But actually, most of that stress is, um, is less, Than the stress and trauma they experience in how they are treated by the organization you know workload um how they are treated by superiors and colleagues in internal investigations they obviously can be very very stressful so this builds on top of that that actually the there is ptsd obviously in firearms offices but this post-traumatic embitterment disorder is um something that can be developed especially um, with as a result of the investigation that takes place. So when when as a firearms officer in the UK, you fire your weapon, um, you may be sus- suspended just whilst the investigation is taking place and they're just checking to see if, if everything was done properly and in order and per se, maybe there isn't that much wrong with that process. However, I guess it depends on how it is up, carried out, how it is communicated um, and the impact it has on the officer obviously, who was just um, doing doing their job. So that's quite interesting to know about. So I hope there was something in there for you. As I say every week, you guys have a lot of different roles. You're based all over the world. I can't always obviously promise that there's going to be something that's relevant to your particular current role. Hopefully, though, if you go through the library on polysciencedoctor.com forward slash read, you will find something that is, or you'll hopefully find quite a few articles that are relevant to what you're doing. If you come across any research that you think is very practical and actionable and has a place here in the police science snippets, please send it to me. It's not that easy to find things um, in publications that are not very abstract or niche specific or about methodology. I'm really looking only for the ones that can put into practice straight away that can be applied straight away or that are relevant in some kind of operational setting. Um, So that was it for this week. Thank you very much for joining me as usual. And I'll see you again next week. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page, you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam, this is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.